Why, hello there. Thank you so much for listening. This is Life After Paralysis. I'm your host, Tiffany Carlson, and you're listening to a very fun uh, episode, you guys. This is all about online dating with a disability. And I have two guests lined up for the show. We have Rob Sella, who is a quadriplegic from Canada. And we're also going to be uh, talking with Brooke McCall, who is also a quadriplegic who lives in Oregon. So each person has their own unique perspectives on online dating and have a ton of information to uh, share and a lot of advice too. So hopefully, um, if you're listening, you'll get some get, get some good advice from this. And if if not, maybe a few laughs. But either way, I want to thank you again for taking the time to listen to this podcast because I know there's a lot of other options out there. So thank you for listening. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. I will be getting started here with our first guest, Rob. And also, if you want to watch the video version of this podcast, we have it available and I'll be putting the link somewhere on the podcast page. So hopefully we'll get that figured out at some point and it'll be more smooth in the future. So uh, thanks again and we'll get started with Rob in a few seconds here. Thank you. Hey everybody. So this is our first video podcast. I'm pretty excited about it. And so, you know, what more fun can we do than online dating with a disability? And I thought this topic would be awesome. And so we're starting with Rob Sella, as you can see. Hey, Rob, welcome. Hello. He's up in Canada. And so I'm here in Minnesota and he's close to me, which is kind of cool. And so we're going to find out everything about him right now. So, hey, Rob, thanks for joining us on this pretty fun topic. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. So um, let's start, I don't know, I always feel a little bit weird about starting with people's injury story, but if you don't mind, let's start with that. Yeah, um, I had my accident playing high school football when I was 15. Oh, okay. uh, I was in grade, grade 10 at the time. Um, basically, long story short, I was playing defense and I went to make a tackle and the guy I was tackling sort of squared up to me at the last moment and instead of hitting him with my shoulder like I was supposed to, I ended up hitting him with the crown of my helmet. And, Oh, my neck gosh. obviously took the brunt of the uh, force, and I blew out the front of my C5 vertebrae. So that was a that's a common injury. And sorry, how many years ago did that happen? Uh, that was 1991. Wow, you've been injured way longer than even I have. I'm yeah. always talking to people that are newbies. So that's so that means you're what 40 something? 43. 43, and so uh, you're a C6 quad, right? C5. C5. So what's your mobility like? Do you use a power chair and stuff? No, I use a manual chair. I'm actually pretty lucky. Uh, I'm quite incomplete. I have um, almost full, fully intact sensation below the level of injury. And I can kind of like wiggle in uh, all the sort of muscles below my level of injury to some degree or another, not really functional where you could say stand up and walk or something, but you know, I can wiggle toes and stuff like that, that sort of thing. That's cool. That's way better than what I got. Um, Uh, So yeah, it's interesting how incomplete injuries end up. So that means you can kind of, you can't stand though, right? You just can't feel. That's so weird. It's fun. So um, after your injury um, and you were a teenager, so that must've been really difficult since the topic is dating. Let's talk about your dating life after your injury as a teenager (laughs) a little bit. What, What did you do after your injury? Did you even think about dating or did you write it off for many years like a lot of people do? Um, well, I mean, as I said, I was uh, 15 when I had my injury. I had a few girlfriends before in high school. Right. Um, <laughs> I was basically away for a year after my injury uh, in Toronto doing rehab. And uh, when I came back, I guess I had my first girlfriend about four months after I got back. Okay. Um, 
it, it's it was quite different trying to relate. I think, especially being a guy and being somebody who was very athletic. I was captain of the football team, basketball team, track and field. I was used to being sort of, you know, somebody who could be the one going forward and aggressive. And then when you're in a chair, it's a little different. I used to joke some of my friends, uh, you know, what am I supposed to do? Go to a school dance and ask the girl to sit on my lap. It was, it's a, it's a little awkward to try to find a way to get that in to talk to somebody. But yeah, um, it is. I eventually sort of jumped in and, and asked a girl out that I liked. And we went out for, I guess it was about two months or so. And yeah. it was a good, good starting point and kind of getting myself back into the idea of having a girlfriend and figuring out who I was now in terms of being myself and being in a wheelchair yet still just trying to be myself basically. Yeah. And that's not easy getting to that point. So bravo for you too, for like getting out there right away, but that's crazy. So, okay. So that injury kind of ended right away. And then what did you do like in terms of your life before you started dating as an adult? Did you go to college and stuff? Yeah, I, um, I completed high school and I went to university for five years. Uh, awesome. I, I took a honors commerce with a major in systems. So I ended up being in school for five years because I took a year of internship with IBM at that time. Wow. And, uh, after I graduated, which was around 2000, I started my career with IBM and I worked with them for the first nine years of my career. That's pretty great. That's a great company to work for, I bet, right? Yeah, it's a great start to my career. And are they friendly to disability, like employees with disabilities and accommodations? That's the nice, the thing I found over my career, I've worked, I uh, did the first first nine years of my career with IBM, and then I did uh, three years with the local hospital. And then after that, I joined uh, Cancer Care Ontario, which is now on uh, the Ontario Ministry of Health. That's and awesome. I've been lucky because I've worked for um, big business and as well as government, and both have been very accommodating in terms of, uh, making whatever accommodations the person with a disability has. There's a lot of different people that have, you know, various disabilities, whether it be visual or mm -hmm. physical. And um, uh, yeah, I didn't really need a, a lot of assistance because uh, uh, when I started with IBM, they were very accommodating in that it was troublesome for me to move from Thunder Bay to Toronto and get the supportive care that I needed. Yeah. So they basically just said, why don't you just work from your home? So That's I basically nice. worked for nine years for IBM from my home. Wow. And, and that was great because, you know, uh, I already had my whole support system in place as far as PSWs helping me and, you know, That's my friends and family were all here and I was still new to my injury and still trying to figure out, you know, being an adult and taking care of everything you have to. So it was really good to have that support system around. And That's nice. Well. So your, what's your current job title? This is not really the topic. I'm just kind of curious. Uh, I'm a quality assurance analyst for... Uh, Cancer Care Ontario. Basically, I, I do um, testing of code to make sure it works properly and follows all the awesome. business rules that it's supposed to before it's sort of put into production to help whatever area of the medicine that it's going into. That's a good job. That's yeah. awesome. So, okay, so let's go back to the dating topic now that I got your okay. job stuff again. So when you started working as a young adult, you know, after you got out of college, did you date through college? And when did you, did you have any serious relationships back then? I wouldn't say that I, I wasn't looking. I mean, I think you're always looking. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't have any girlfriends when I was in university. I was very focused on getting my studies done and really worried about getting my career going so I could support myself. Yeah. And I, I went out with a lot of friends and that. And there was girls around that I flirted with and joked with. And I think maybe had I been a little more aggressive and confident, I probably could have asked right. some girls out. But I was... I don't know, I was still kind of feeling my way out in terms of being an adult in the dating world. And so I yeah. didn't really have any 
girlfriends from university and actually um, following graduation for quite a few years um, until I kind of got to the point where I was sort of realizing that my avenues for meeting people wasn't the same as everyone else because yeah. for example they could go to a house party that maybe I couldn't get in and they couldn't help me get into right so I, I kind of got to a point where I'm like oh everyone else is having girlfriends I need to <laughs> find a way to, to you know expedite my own yeah. search mm -hmm. and um, <laughs> around that time things like lab of life and stuff were starting to oh, yeah. be advertised and I was like okay well why not you know it's, it's another avenue and I'd heard some friends say that they had tried it so I kind of figured all right, what, what's there to lose? All right, stop there. For anyone watching, what's Lava Life? Just to recap. Lava Life is like, I guess for, depending on your age group, it's an early version of like Plenty of Fish and all those ones. It was kind of one of those, I think the first ones that I saw that was sort of advertised and advertised on TV. And, right. you know, it's kind of an introductory to the, yeah. the whole online dating world, right? Yeah, it wasn't online. I thought it was a phone service too. So I was gonna, I kind of forgot. It's been so many years, but I remember the name. Oh, I think it did have some different features. I just went with the the online one where you. Okay. Uh, it was actually free, and then you know, just like any other one, you could pay to have right. some extra features and whatever. But um, yeah, that's, that was kind of my first okay. venture into online dating. And how did that go? Did you find any any ladies that you actually that were worth you know worth your time? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. It's kind of funny. I was. Um, I think I started going on that maybe around when I was like 27, 28. Mm -hmm. And I, I met some people that, um, you know, I went out with on the odd date here for say coffee or to a movie. Yeah. Um, some that I had a little bit of chemistry with, um, but no one I really hit it off to the point where I thought, okay, I'm someday I want to try to date and it was going somewhere and the chemistry was on both sides. And then eventually I did meet somebody um, mm -hmm. and that was kind of, I guess you'd say like my first, significant adult relationship that cool. spawned from being online and um so yeah that w turned out to be a so how many year. how many years was that for uh, i was with that girl for four years awesome we'll see that's cool yeah. so lava life produced a four years or was lava life right yeah lava life that's that's amazing so that's great and so okay so let's get back to that questions because i sent you some questions and i don't want to stray too far from the list because there's some really good questions that i have for you so Okay, so you decided to use Lava Life now when that, that relationship ended. Now, let's talk about when you put your profile back on the internet, your, dis, your, yeah. your dating profile. Um, what did you decide to put your disability in your profile? And, and if you did, how much did you say in your profile? No, actually, I kind of made a decision not to put my injury or men, any mention of my injury in the profile. Basically, what I just did is I had a headshot that was kind of from the chest up. Okay. Um, and I, what I figured is, I always kind of figured the one drawback to online is it's not a real time conversation where you're in front of somebody where you can kind of, I hate to use this word, sell yourself, right? Like you're not in, in a dynamic conversation where you can just dive into what you're interested in or pick up on something they say. And yeah. so because you're in that compartmentalized trading of you say a little bit, the other person says a little bit, I figured, you know what, I'm not going to load the conversation against myself. I'm just going to write a really sort of detailed long profile about who I am, what I'm interested in, some of the things I like to do and just kind of mm -hmm. put it out there with a picture and then see who responds to that. And usually what I would do is I would, if I contact, contacted somebody or they contacted me, I'd sort of start the conversation off with the usual, you know, mm -hmm. what do you do and what are you interested in? It's just kind of set a foundation and see if there was enough interest that it's actually starting to go somewhere where it's, yeah. you know, to the point where like, okay, I should start to fill in the blanks. 
And basically what I would do is when I got to that stage, I'd basically kind of do like a little disclosure email. I'd sort of say, okay, well, I have a little bit of a curveball I need to throw out. The reason I haven't thrown it out is because kind of like what I said to you, it's, mm -hmm. it's a dynamic conversation. I didn't want to, uh, not that I was hiding it in any way, but um, it's not what defines me and it's not who I am. It's just part of my life. Yeah. And then I basically give sort of like a short little summary. Like I had my injury when I was 15, okay. I in a wheelchair, you know, I have mobility and sensation. Uh, if you want more details, I can fill in the blanks. And then I basically say, you know, this is just who I am. If that throws you, okay, no problem. Good luck in your search. And if it doesn't, I'd yeah. love to keep talking to you and get to know you and see if there's any chemistry and just kind of put the ball in that person's court and sort of see what the response was. Awesome. And so how, how did that go? How was that approach? Was it pretty successful, did you find? I think more times than not, mm -hmm. um, it, it went over fairly well. I can only think of maybe two people that I talked to that really sort of were taken aback, like, I can't believe you didn't tell me that up front. And I was kind of like, well, what's the big deal? You know, like, I think one of the women at the time had a kid and she had casually mentioned it. It wasn't in her profile. I'm like, well, I didn't react to you having a child that way. It's part of, just part of who I am. Everyone has something that they don't put out when you first meet somebody. I mean, nobody goes yeah. on a first date and dumps all the dirt on their life, right? That's so, true. Yeah. Um, aside from those two, pretty much everyone else was very positive. A couple of women were just like, I don't care, like totally not thrown by it. And just, it, they didn't even really ask that much after I said it. That's and great. Most of the other women were, oh, okay. And they'd, you know, start to ask a little bit more questions to try to understand maybe what my situation is. And then, you know, you get around to, well, can you go do this? Or can you do that? Or what can you feel? And, and that sort of thing. And I found most people were fairly open and receptive to it. It didn't really close off that many conversations that I found. Well, that's cruel. I, per, I, you know, when I was single, I would, I would always put my disability in my profile because I was worried that I would anger men when they would find out, you know, like they would come back at me with a mean message. That was my fear, but it's nice to hear that wasn't the case with you. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a trade-off. I mean, mm -hmm. you could say it or you could not say it and you're going to get a little bit of each side of it. I think it's just yeah. how you feel comfortable presenting yourself um like yeah. i said i've always i've always felt comfortable when i meet somebody face to face just being myself and the chair is just out there it's there for you to see it's obvious yeah um, but when you're trying to talk to somebody that you've never talked to i've just always felt more comfortable putting a little bit more of myself out there and then the person kind of gets you know okay well this guy's interesting enough that i want to talk to him and then i put out the chair and if it doesn't throw them then cool then that's somebody maybe i can get to know better and i like that often, yeah and what you said was really interesting to me about how you kind of put the, the all when you put your you know disability and all this right away into your profile or um, in the first message maybe it does kind of put you and you're right at a disadvantage in a way and when and I never really thought of it in that way I in a way I thought it was owning it but it does unfortunately for a lot of people they kind of run away afraid when they I think see, you know I think it's 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 kind of a catch twenty two because when you say it, the person um, obviously knows it up front, but I mean, when you say it later, they're mm. still going to have to deal with it regardless. Yeah. And I think, I think regardless, if you meet somebody that isn't going to be thrown by it, whether you put it out up front or put it out later, mm. isn't really going to matter. If they see you as an individual, they want to get to know because you have common interests or yeah, they yeah. just think you're attractive or whatever, then there's going to be that chemistry. 
So yeah. I don't think it's really bad either way. I think it's just what the person is most comfortable doing. That's awesome. I kind of, I like that, Rob. You've enlightened me on this topic. So that's cool. Um, okay. So let's go for onto the next question. Um, so how did you approach the ladies on the site that you ended up? So you, what was the next site you decided to use and how did you approach people or did you wait for women to approach you? Um, I think early on, uh, I sort of sat back a little bit to see who would message me. I think traditionally men, my fiance is going to laugh at me when I say this, men need to be a bit more of the aggressor. There's a funny story behind that. I'll tell you after. Um, <laughs> but sometimes I would, I would have women message me and other times I would contact them. Okay. Um, I think probably two thirds of the time I would be sort of putting the feeler out and trying to start a conversation yeah. and seeing where it went. Um, but I think it's all depends on, on your personality and, and how forward you, you feel comfortable being. Yeah. So that's cool. So what was the site you ended up, um, which other dating sites did you try and which were your favorites? I, I basically gravitated to plenty of fish okay. um, just because um, it was free and basically every other site that I kind of checked out basically had the same people on it more or less. Okay. And I kind of figured the people that are, not wanting to spend money on a profile on a, on a dating site are probably going to gravitate to this one. And I didn't really being, being in Thunder Bay, being a city of only about a hundred thousand and we're kind of isolated a little bit up here. I, I figured you're just going to end up getting most of the same people. Oh, so I just figured, I'll stick with plenty of fish. There's lots of people on there. I'll just kind of go with that and see how it goes. Yeah. And you did, you never decided like to try Tinder or an app or something like that. No, I never really, I'm, I'm not, I'm, a, I'm kind of old school. I'm, I'm not a hookup kind of person. Okay, um, yeah. mm -hmm. I, I kind of, the ones like Tinder and that kind of struck me a little bit too meat market kind of thing, like swipe left, swipe right kind of on somebody. Yeah. Kind of figure somebody's already looking at my picture if they're on plenty of fish. And the nice thing about that is that, you know, putting a little bit more of a profile on there, True. I can give the person an idea of who I am, what I'm interested in, and maybe not to use make it sound generic, sell myself a little bit, right? Well, and that's what I like. I like that. You know, there's nothing worse than a guy in a dating profile with an empty profile, just a photo, and he doesn't take the time to write anything. So I had a few women actually say, wow, you wrote a lot. And I'm like, well, every woman, every woman always says she hates reading a profile that's high on so-and-so. I like <laughs> football message me kind of thing, right? So <laughs> I think it's better, better to explain a little more up front than not. Absolutely. And it makes, makes you seem like you actually, you know, care. And that's what women want to see, you know. So, okay, so let's talk a little bit more. We, are, we already touched on how you did eventually tell, you know, these girls about your disability and stuff. And at what point did they ask you about, you know, can you have sex? And how did you cover that topic when they ask about that? I actually found most women were fairly forward. They got to that fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, usually... Once you start talking about what you can feel or not feel and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. you start to gravitate towards that conversation. Like um, when I was trying to explain that I have the sensation of touch, like if you touch my leg, I always tried to, when I talked about my injury, keep it light and keep it kind of joking and sarcastic where it wasn't sounding clinical. So I would yeah. sometimes say something like, well, you know, like I have sensation in my leg. So if you ran your hand up my leg, I could feel it to kind of be, a little flirtatious and joking about it and it would eventually gravitate towards you know well can you have sex does it work 
-hmm. that kind of thing. And um, I would just basically level with them and say, for, for me in particular, I'm lucky to have function intact. So I'd be like, yeah, my, my functioning's intact. Um, you know, uh, even I'm like any other guy, if you're too tired or something, it might not work well. And then I'd usually make a flippant joke about like, well, you know, if it's not working well, my tongue's not paralyzed kind of thing, just to be <laughs> really overt and try to be, get across yeah. the point that I'm like any other person. I'm as, all the same sexual thoughts go through my head just because I'm in a chair. It doesn't make, make, make a difference. Eh? Like I remember talking to a girl in high school that was kind of a casual friend, but I had a crush on and she was really, when I came back treating me like, you know, with, with kid gloves on. And I was kind of like, you know what, when you walk away, I'm checking your butt out like everyone else. I haven't, I haven't changed because I'm sitting down. I'm still the same guy and just expect me to react like any other guy. Damn right. We're not asexual people. And that's important yeah. to stress that. I like that. Okay. So um, that's a good way to explain it. That's all be funny. I like to do that too. Um, so I already know a little bit of a background that you have a girlfriend that you met on Plenty of Fish. So let's talk about that okay. and how that happened how did you guys end up you know talking on plenty of fish and then let's talk about your first date okay well i did meet my fiance on plenty of fish um, it was kind of funny in that i was talking earlier about you know as a guy you sometimes need to be more aggressive i went on plenty of fish after coming out of a long-term relationship and i was just sort of starting to put myself back out there figure okay well, maybe i'll try to meet somebody just to go for coffee or a movie, just kind of expand your social circle again. And mm -hmm. I have a friend who's a nurse that I've known since rehab. And she always told me, you know, when you go back in the dating scene, look for somebody that gives you a spark. And so I'd started looking through pictures and I came across my fiance's profile mm -hmm. and I stopped and I'm like, wow, she's so beautiful. And I started reading the profile and I, even though it, I've been in a chair a long time, I'm always a little self-conscious about the things right. I have difficulties with. And one of the things she said in her profile is about how she loved to travel and she'd gone to Tokyo and all these places. I'm like, oh God, I've hardly done any traveling. It's harder for me. <laughs> and then there was some comment about she wanted a guy who was established, you know, that she didn't have to support. Mm -hmm. And I still hadn't gotten to the point where I was getting my home built and um, I was still renting at the time. And so I just kind of like, yeah. oh, I, di I didn't feel comfortable. I'm trying to think of, I want to say something to her and break the ice, but I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I kept going back and back to her profile every day, looking at her pictures, trying to think of something clever to say. because I wanted to break the ice. And on Plenty of Fish, you can see who's looking at your profile. Yeah, you can. And she, she could see that I was looking at her profile. So one day, I guess it was about a week after I started looking at her pictures, she messaged me. Oh. And she's like, hi. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now I'm on the spot. I got to say something. Uh, so I started chatting you, you were stalking her profile basically. And no, I, well, here. I was stalking her profile. I just, I, I couldn't get up the courage to message her because I'm like, <laughs> if I'm going to take this shot, I don't want to come across like every other guy that's probably messaging like, hey, what's up? I wanted to be, you know, different and stand out. And I didn't think about the fact that maybe she's seeing that I'm looking at her profile. Right. So she initiated the contact and we started talking and it was just the usual, like, well, what do you do for a living? And, you know, what are you interested in kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is she knew me already from high school. We had gone to high school together and I didn't recognize her because her hair was now dark and long and in high school it was short and blonde. I, I usually pride myself on being really great with faces. So we were trading conversation back and forth and I got to the point where like, okay, I got to say about my chair. So I gave my big long explanation about, oh, I had a high school football accident, blah, 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 blah. And I sent the message off and I thought, oh, you know, She's probably going to read that and not be interested. And oh, yeah. Like a half hour later, 
ding. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll check my phone. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know exactly who you are. We went to high school together. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I, I, I started going back through a picture, and I'm like, I couldn't place the face. Oh. And I'm like, okay, you got to tell me your name. And the moment she told me her name, I knew who she was. She was a, a grade above me when I was in high school, and her sister was in some of my classes. I'm like, oh, my God. And um, it was kind of funny because then I joked her. I'm like, oh, uh, I guess I can't lie anymore if you know who I am, you know, all my – all my deep dark secrets and she's like well actually i kind of asked about you a little bit already and i'm like what, what? Do you mean? well i asked my sister and we had a couple common female friends uh in common that were still friends on facebook so she had actually asked a bit about who i was and like what kind of guy i was and mm. so she totally knew that i was already in a chair and I, it was oh, wow. it was it was a curveball i wasn't expecting it but it was really good in, in the sense that i didn't it forced me not to hide anything and kind of the conversation got going I love that story. I love that she was so like, you already knew that she was going to be just fine with your disability because she obviously knew everything about it. So she she didn't know everything, but she had talked to her sister and, you know, girls talk and you start asking different questions and trying to figure out things. And yeah, it kind of helped break the ice in terms of talking about it. And it it didn't feel as much like it was it wasn't a surprise right it was out yeah. there already and and i just could be myself was she a lady you had your eyes on in high school or were, was she someone you didn't really like i i didn't really know her that well in high school i'd seen her a few times in the hall and i thought she was pretty and but I, I never really got a chance to interact with her because she was sort of in a different social circle and a grade above me yeah. and so i just kind of knew her as so-and-so's sister and um yeah, so I, I just kind of knew, but we had a lot of friends in common. It was mm-hmm. kind of weird after we got talking. There was so many times throughout the twenty some odd years since high school where we almost crossed paths, like really? places that I would go to eat that she was at, and places that she worked that I would go and I didn't realize she was working there. Oh, that's weird. Just, it, it was really, you know, it's one of those things, just timing, right? You just cross paths at the right time. So okay, so when you finally met in person and. Yeah. I mean, what was your first few dates like? Did you feel right away that this was going to be like your fiance? Because sometimes people feel that right away. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think there was chemistry between us right away. Our first date, we just went for um, a bite to eat and drinks at, at a local restaurant. And uh, I, I got there, I always get everywhere early when I'm going for something, yeah. where I'm first meeting somebody. And I, I was like pacing in a circle for like 15 minutes until she arrived. And when she came in, she, the first thing she did was said hello and gave me a hug and that totally broke the ice and kind of calmed me down. And nice. you know, we sat down and we had dinner and chatted back and forth. And I was still nervous as heck, um, <laughs> chatting a mile a minute. Um, but, you know, we had some really great chemistry right off the bat. The conversation was good in that. And uh, yeah. we went out later to hang out and, and sort of chat in that. And um, I think that was a Friday we went out and we actually ended up going out Friday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> That's so, when you know. I love yeah, to hear so, stories like this. You know right away when you suddenly yeah. start seeing them all the time. Yeah, there's the chemistry. I mean, you can tell when you're with somebody the way you look at each other and when you avert your eyes. And so the, the chemistry's there right away. Um, I love that. Okay, so um, how long did you guys date until you asked her to marry you? That's a big thing. Um, we just got engaged back in March. Okay, so we were together. Thank you. We were together about eight months. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, you are a romantic. I am. In, I like this story so much. It's kind of, it's kind of funny. We um, mm-hmm. we went out. You know, you on early, your early dates. Um, 
you go out for things like one month anniversaries and we had actually gone out for an anniversary dinner and we're sitting at the table and she was sitting across from me and sort of smiling and giggling a little bit and I kind of was like what are you laughing about and she just matter-of-factly said you realize in about a year we're going to get married right and <laughs> I was like whoa I was like that's really forward and I kind of laughed about it but I'm like that's it was I found it flattering because I thought wow you know like this is a girl that I'm head over heels for and she's thinking about me in that way so it was really a that's nice awesome. moment for me how did you propose did you because I think some guys in chairs are always wondering about the getting down on the knee thing right <laughs> we were um we were talking about getting we had started talking about maybe getting married and you know dates and stuff like that and um we decided to go for dinner I, th I thought okay she she wanted to she we, we decided like hey we're gonna get married sometime I said I'm not gonna tell you but I'm gonna propose it sometime we, we talked about it like we were being adults about it um but I said you know you're not gonna know when it's coming and we had gone out and we had designed she had wanted to design the engagement ring so that was already designed and I had gone and paid for it and she didn't know I had it and I said okay well why don't we go for dinner one night and it was like a Saturday night I'm like oh, we'll go try this new restaurant funny thing is it was like one of the worst meals she ever had it was like an undercooked chicken I'm like oh this is not starting out well for the evening I thought <laughs> you know, she's gonna just think the night's horrible I want to go home and basically what I had planned is there's a lookout um, that looks out over Lake Superior uh, at a waterfront. So I thought, you know what, after the meal, we'll go up there. I'll just kind of make an excuse, like, let's go stop and just, you know, chat for a bit and look out at the stars. And um, I drive my own van and basically we drove up there and we were sitting chatting and I have like uh, 60, 40 doors that I open my ramp out of. So I was kind of fumbling with the controls to try to get the doors to crack open a little bit because it was dark in the van and I, she needed to be able to see what I was doing, right? And she's like, what are you doing? And, you know, it's, the, it's, it's the middle of winter she's like i'm, I'm, I'm just uh, i need the light on for a second i was trying to think of something <laughs> to say and i finally got the light on she she told me later she thought I, she, I thought you wanted to go for a walk or something i'm thinking it's freezing outside <laughs> and anyway i i had the ring in my pocket and i just oh i just i said i needed a light on for a second because it's dark i want to be able to see you when i talk to you so we just kind of got back into conversation again and when she wasn't really paying attention to me and looking out at the scene scenery, <clears throat> i just kind of said um uh, there's something I want to say to you and she turned and at that point I pulled out the ring and I had some words I sort of practiced in my head that I wanted to say to her and I proposed to her then and I love it yeah. so did you have the ring box on your lap or did you figure out a way to hold it or like you know I had basically um, basically what I had done is I I put the ring box in I had a winter coat on so I had a loose pocket okay. so I opened it enough that I could sit it in the pocket and basically get my fingers on it and bring it around after she had looked away for a second Oh, so basically it was right there I was just trying to make sure not to like knock it on the floor or something I, I was nervous oh I love that I bet she was a little not super she was surprised but she had a feeling it was coming right well we had talked about getting engaged in in the summer like I said oh, oh. we had talked about maybe at one year we'll get engaged so oh, yeah. I was well ahead of the curve and I figured I want to do this because I don't want her to be okay maybe it's going to be next week um so Smart she, man. I she, yeah, I don't think she was expecting it. And, um, <laughs> okay, so I can't believe it. So you're an engaged man, and when is your wedding date plan? Is it 2020? Probably sounds good, doesn't it? 2020. We're talking about August of 2021. August of 2020. Well, that is an amazing. You have like the best online dating story ever, pretty much. Like it was a little rough in the beginning, and then you met someone, and now you're gonna get married. Like. I almost don't even want to ask you about your horror story dates because it might just ruin all the great things you've told me. Well, I was kind of, I think I was fairly lucky 
Yeah. And that most of the people I went out on dates on dates early on, I tried to sort of vet the conversation a little bit to make make sure it wasn't going to be like a horrendous experience. I go out with somebody you totally didn't have any idea with. Yeah. There was a few dates that didn't go well because I didn't have chemistry. Like one I went on and it was supposed to be a lunch date and the girl showed up like 20 minutes late. And then when we ordered the food, they got my food wrong and they're like, oh, we'll bring it right back out. But they didn't. And then she ate and then my food came and I was eating. And so there was no conversation. Oh, no. We went to leave, I like knocked my jacket on the floor and ended up rolling on top of it. And I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> nothing was going right eh? but I didn't have any dates where it was just like I mean, you know, you're hoping for a friend to text you so you can get out of there with an emergency <laughs> I was lucky in that sense but um mm-hmm. I, I was fairly selective in, in who I'd you know invite to go out for coffee or whatever on the initial um starts of things so mm-hmm. I, I didn't run into too many bad dates per se most of them were you know okay and if it was just maybe a case of not having chemistry and you know that's it. You realize it's just not going to work or whatever kind of thing. That's awesome. Yeah, you're you're a quality analyst, which means you're kind of one of those minds that is pretty oh, cal- calculated, but you're calculated. very... Yeah. I, yeah. I think about things through yeah. ahead of time. And yeah. I mean, you never know how it's going to go. Sometimes you go out with somebody, you think, oh, this is going to be somebody I'm going to click with. And you get there and you're like, there's no chemistry. And sometimes it's the opposite. And kind of one of the things that sort of I had to learn as I went out, started dating again. Mm-hmm. getting it back in my head that you know what it's not always going to be that they're going to reject me I had gone out on a couple of first dates and I'm like you know what I don't have any interest in this person right and it kind of reset my mind that I'm just like everyone else still I got to get out of my head that the chair is an obstacle it's just part of me and that is great I'm you just know keep putting myself out there kind of thing I think everyone in a wheelchair needs to work on that. It's a constant battle too. We're always, I think, thinking we're less than or something. And and then it's, it's and then you have to remind yourself that 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 you're not. You know, I've I've been paralyzed since 1993, and I still kind of have that issue as well. You know, maybe I think everyone has. I think regardless of whether you're in a chair or not, everyone has their own <clears throat> own insecurities. But when you're in a chair and it's something that's a lot different than what everyone else deals with you're a little more hypersensitive to it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I always, like I've said this to friends, um, you kind of have to look at dating, I like to use a sports analogy, like baseball, you're gonna gotta keep stepping up to the plate and swimming. And you're not always gonna hit a home run, you're gonna strike out a lot, but eventually you will find somebody and you'll, you'll hit that home run. And when you find the right person, it's worth it. And I'm, I'm very lucky, like, I'm still self-conscious 20 some odd, 27 some odd years after my accident about certain things. And my fiance, Beyonce is great. She's always like, I don't care about your chair. You're just who you are. I don't even see it anymore. Yeah, there's some things we need to do differently or take into consideration if we go somewhere or whatever, but you're just Rob to me. You're like no other guy. You know, you're just another guy, right? I love that. I love it. It is super true. Now I have one more, a couple more questions. We're almost done though. So back to this, like for someone that's listening that wants to do online dating, is there any advice you would give to someone who wants to try online dating um and they're not sure like what site or how you know should they do exactly what you did or sounds like you're basically you know saying earlier kind of do what feels right right yeah i think i mean it it's really personal to the individual if you're comfortable like you said putting your disability out up front then do that if you're someone that isn't then maybe do it more like my mind yeah. but when you do get to talking about it don't be ashamed or embarrassed about it. Yep. And also don't put hyper focus on it. Like just 
I always used to just say, you know, this is what the way it is, you know, hopefully that doesn't thrill you. Yeah, yeah. If it does, that's okay. But, you know, I still live my life. I go and do things. There's things I want to do, like travel. There's things I do. I go to you know, sporting events, movies, whatever. I have hobbies, blah, 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 blah. And just, you know, just put it out there like you would anything else. Like, to use an example, like, I would, like, I wouldn't introduce myself as Rob as the guy in a wheelchair and I wouldn't introduce you as Tiffany, the girl with glasses. You're just Tiffany. You wear glasses. So what? It's just part of who you are. Yeah. Or that lady with the kids. She wouldn't go, yeah, I'm the lady with the kids, by the way. Like you don't start. I happen to have a kid. That's just part of who you are. Everyone has a a different package and everyone comes with some quirks and some baggage. And that just happens to be what you come with. So just, you know, deal with it and put it out there, but focus on being you and, and, talking about things that you like to do and that maybe you might share in, uh, in common or someone that you're looking for that say likes music or going to concerts or travel right. or whatever it is you want to do. Exactly. At the end of the day, it's about if your personalities match the disability. Yeah, they got to be cool with it, but it's not everything. And I think that exactly. if you have chemistry with someone, it really doesn't matter. Like I, I've learned that, like I, I come with the wheelchair and what comes along with that. And mm-hmm. when you date other people, maybe somebody has issues with, stress or they have a child that's young or they're coming out of a divorce or you know everyone has something that they bring into a relationship and that's just part of who you are you know you get you get the person as a package deal you don't get to specify what you want and don't want so just go forward and be confident that's a that's a really good advice and i think we should end it there because i think we couldn't do any better than that so thank you so much rob for sharing your story with us because i know it can be a little bit weird it's a personal thing but i think it really is great to hear a success story like yours it's really awesome and i'm glad you found somebody up there in thunder bay thank you very much thanks for having me so so and good luck and i hope that your wedding is beautiful all right have a great uh evening and i'll talk to you later all right yeah bye So, hey, everybody, we are back with our second guest for Online Dating with a Disability, and we are joined by the lovely Brooke McCall, and she lives in Portland, Oregon, and hello, Brooke. It's super cool to finally meet you. Hi, Tiffany. It's wonderful to meet you as well. This is so cool, and you look like you have a cool view outside your house there. It looks beautiful. Uh, We do. It's nice right now. I don't think you can really see, but there's all kinds of fall trees, so. Nice. I love this time. This is a beautiful time of year, Um, and and it's kind of fun to talk about online dating this time of year. People always call it cuffing season, and I don't know wherever that came from. It's terrible, but um, so let's start at the very beginning. I gave you some questions, so we're going to kind to start with just like you know demographics like how old we're not gonna I'm not gonna even ask how old you are but I know what I'm gonna ask is how you were injured because that is a little interesting and I think people like to know we don't have to go into full detail but we could start with that and go from there sure um I'm in my mid I'm in my 30s my late 30s actually but um I try to I don't feel that old but um anyhow um I was injured when I was 22 Okay. Um, so it's been a long time yeah. that I've been in a chair. Um, I'm a C4 quad and I fell off my balcony. So oh. I got locked out of my house and I, my neighbor suggested I do it. And I was like, of course I can do that. So, um, you know, it's like that's, that kind of thing. That's um, crazy. So you've been injured for over 10 years, huh? Yep. Yep. I'm getting, getting close to, um, like a big milestone. Not, not, you know, 
handful of years, but um, okay. yeah. So you were injured and I think you're from California originally. So where did you, you do your rehabilitation and that kind of thing? So I was in, um, I was going to school at UC Santa Barbara when I got hurt. And then um, from there, they, I was lucky and my the director of their local rehab sent me to Craig. So I got to go to Colorado and I got to do a full, you know, the full experience that I think was a really nice start. It put me on off to a good, uh, you know, good place getting started. So. That's great. How long did you stay there for? Two and a half months. So okay. I was there for two and a half months and then back um, to California. Okay. And um, yeah, like I moved to San Diego pretty quick. Wow. So. That's a nice place to, to live for a while. I know you're in Oregon now, but let's kind of start like when you went back to normal life, when you went back home to California and talking about since the topic is online dating, were you in a relationship at the time of your injury and what happened after that when you were injured? Yeah, so um, as a, a young lady, uh, I had actually, I was from the age of 17 through, um, yeah, just right after being 21, I was in a relationship with my first real boyfriend, but that's, you know, started when I was in high school. Yeah. Then we moved to San Diego together, and then we moved to Chicago, and back and forth, I had been a number of places, um, but we, when I moved to Santa Barbara, we had split up, I, you know, was ready to kind of see adulthood on my own and so um I had just about one whole year and a half of singledom um as a young adult prior to my injury um I would say I really it was probably much more like six months that I felt like I had I was single single and you know just getting um, over a four-year first relationship can be yeah. uh, interesting so I had six big months of, I don't know what you would want to say, like yeah. playing the field or just being a young woman. Um, yeah. Dating, dating. Yeah. So I did that. Um, it was fun. I just, I def can, definitely can say I was feeling like I was had success and a lot of options. Um, mm -hmm. When I had my injury, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. The kind of reactions that people had. Um, Let's talk about that because that's supposed to get, actually be my next question because yeah. that's totally, you're a different person so people are going to treat you differently in the dating Yeah, world. Yeah, I think so um, in terms of online dating or just dating at that point, yeah. um, I had a, like, you know, even in high school, uh, my friends and I, we would just go on AOL. I was just in that kind of generation where we were like chatting a fair amount um, to you know, even with people who you go to school with, or mm. I don't know, there's a point where I decided that I liked college boys, even when I was in high school. So we'd like to chat on AOL and like <laughs> hang out with people. Um, I, I did the same thing, just so you know, you're not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> and then after injury, so and then even um, in my singledom, and I, I feel like I, I talked a lot online to people. I met people in all different scopes. It wasn't only like dating, dating, yeah. but I feel like I, I had friends all over in the country just because I had felt a little bit worldly and traveled where yeah. I could just um, keep in touch with people. Yeah. So after my injury, those first couple of years, um, like at first I was with my parents, and then my grandmother and I, she actually helped me, or she was one who moved with me to San Diego. And mm -hmm. I had a lot of free time, and my computer was my autonomy. Um, yeah. You know, especially those those early days when you don't have much oh, yeah. going on, you're adapting to life. And so I was on the computer a lot and chatting um, 
with new people and then of course with like people I already know um, <laughs> and having some of those really nice conversations that um, you know I felt like they were intimate conversations not necessarily like sexually just yeah. um, getting to talk with people and really bond with people yeah. in a yeah. natural way so I have that I had this special I like thoughts on uh, my idea of what ideal like internet communications are and then obviously yeah. there's been an, a big evolution in that over the years in terms yeah. of online dating and the way people interact i used to love writing long emails and like that back and forth exchange yeah that it, it's harder to find at this point but um, anyhow I know. Uh, it has changed yeah i agree yeah. And I, I don't like the swiping and let's meet i would i i remember i remember the old style of really going back and forth and getting to know somebody Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I'm on board with you completely on that. I loved that. And as somebody who loves words, and you know, we're both writers, um, there's cool. joy in that. And I really liked bonding with people in that way. So, yeah. anyhow, so oh, that was nice. Days. So, yeah. so you were dating, obviously, then at the time of your injury, you were being single. And so, at what point did you decide, did you ever meet someone since you've been injured that you ever wanted to date? Or have you just been kind of just getting to know people over the years? No, no, I totally dated. So it took yeah, me okay. um, early on, like I said, I was living with my grandmother, um, but I had moved to San Diego and then I went back to school at UCSD um, and I became independent. So I had caregivers, but I had... Um, I lived independently and they were my age and so nice. you know, they were dating and I was like okay I'm ready I felt like um, I, I was you know I had things settled yeah. for myself in a way where I felt like okay it's time I can do this not to mention I was like you said 22 and at that by the time I dated I was probably I guess 23 24 okay. um, but you know I was like I was doing good at this it was uh, like a funny thing from after my injury is how many guys were calling, you know, like while I was in the hospital in a way that they were like, oh my gosh, like, you know, call me when you're better. Oh, yeah. right. Oh, no. But in a, in a, like a funny, it was a funny way. I wasn't, okay. you know, malicious, but just okay. kind of, you know, people don't understand. And right. I was not in a place where I was going to really call, you know. So did any of those guys from before try to date you after your injury or were they all not scared? Or um, I like, I mean, I'm still good friends with a lot of them. Like, do I think there's any kind of like romantic feelings from their side? Um, maybe, I mean, I have some long time friends, but you know, like our lives are Most of them are like married with kids by now. So it's really better. Um, <laughs> But anyway, no, it was a funny, a funny thing, just like an experience, you know, to just like be there and be like, oh, wow, I was kind of popular. Um, I, should, I wish I knew, you know, this before, but just then, you know, the reactions, um, people were like supportive, but at the same time, like I said, I was in Colorado, I never went back to Santa Barbara, which is where I lived, um, and oh, nice. I was just not in that place to be like, okay, this is me now, that's, that's kind of been an evolution that. And we didn't have social media and stuff, so. Yeah, see, there's no social media. And do you think sometimes going to a new town is good? I think it, I think it is, honestly, after an they injury. Do. Yeah. They do. Yeah, they do. So, okay, so let's talk about when you decided to put your profile on an online dating site. Did you, at what site did you choose? Yeah, so, gosh, early on, I mean, I, I think I've 
probably, but not on all of them. Like I said, um, and even early on, those early, early years, there was, that was like when like Yahoo Messenger and like, um, like I said, AOL, I kind of probably moved past that at that point, but um, I would just like in, instant message people um, and then just get to know them. And okay. um, that's also like where I, you know, kind of expanded my, my reality on, um, I don't know, people all over. And then um, like locally, when I was ready, ready to date, date. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know, I think I would say back then, I think, um, Okay, Cupid was yeah. found. I feel like it probably was. Yeah. Um, if not, that. like I mean, may have been like Match.com early on, but that's um, yeah. So I would say personally, um, less. I'm not online dating currently, um, and but like I would say, okay, Okay, Cupid, especially like back years ago, was something was one that I've liked more. I really like the opportunity to have a profile, like we said. Yeah, a lot of things that I I like people to know about me and like things that are attractive and I've always had like very good um, you know, like traction with people um, from the way I'm able to present myself. Um, so can I talk about about your profile a little bit more? I wanted like to know how did you reference your disability? If so, in your profile? Yeah. So I, I'm a, I'm a social scientist. So um, like I and like I said, there's those periods where you know I've been busier than others. So there's times when I had time um, and I felt like I kind of got to explore some things. But I I've definitely played around with like the difference between having a chair in my profile photos or speaking about it and not. Um, I can say now I think that it's really important to put, um, you know, photos with you in your chair. Mm -hmm. I think I just got to that point in my life early on, uh, and I can definitely say there's some of the people that I have seriously dated. Um, mm. I guess we kind of skipped over that question, but I have been in a number of relationships and one yeah. that an engagement that kind of thing. We're going to um, talk about that. Don't believe we're going to go back to that. I, we need to start so, by how, the guy, how he met him, which was the yeah. profile. See, that's interesting for a lot of people because I talked to a gentleman in a chair and he was at He's adamant against not, he does not put his disability in his profile. He feels as though you're putting your worst foot forward, which is yeah. interesting to me. So, and I actually am more like you. I always put my disability in my profile when I was single, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so like I said, um, sometimes I, I, there have been up, like times that I haven't just because I was curious and like, what does this look like? And I think early on, um, I felt more comfortable like revealing that later. Um, I can say that's something that's changed over the years. I think not only because the way that dating and online dating at least has evolved, but also just like, yeah. dating dating at all um and just getting older things are different i mean yeah. the cool drinks and when i was young i had did not lack at all wheelchair or not um for people who were like pretty excited to meet and, and get to know me and then as things you get older and you know people's <laughs> lives get far busier and yeah. no one has time to like really, you know, we're not just like playing the field as much. It gets a lot more um, targeted. And I noticed that like in men too, I've 
felt pretty lucky that I haven't felt rushed about um, relationships. Yeah. So for me, that's given me time. But at the same time, I, I see just that there's a lot less of those um, those opportunities to explain. So early yeah. on, I felt okay about not having um, my chair in pictures. But it was also always like I was having to break bad news. Even though I don't feel like it's bad news. Exactly. Yeah. See? Mm -hmm. I know. It's like, oh, I'm going to have to write that like horrible sentence and how in the heck am I going to word it? Right. Yeah. 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 And Mm -hmm. um, I mean, to be honest, like some of that feedback, because it was, you know, of course we've all had negative experiences where, um, and I like with that one, it Mm -hmm. I think honestly I just was like I don't like that rejection it's um you know somebody can be really excited about me like oh my god I'm so excited that I found your profile you sound amazing and look yeah. at you you're pretty what's the catch here and then like oh I know right like, it's happened to me many times so yeah I know. yeah so yes girl so that's so I think so that's cool thank you for sharing that so let's talk about the the good person that we met that ended up in an engagement because I think that's cool I mean so what was it what was it about the first date that you had with him was it that was it that you knew this was maybe someone from online that I maybe should continue dating because I think some people out there need a little bit of pointers or not quite sure what to look for Sure. Well, I mean, I can say for me, um, like I don't, I didn't really ever feel like my disability made me less. I wasn't looking for um, to settle. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, things are different, but I don't know. My disability actually mm-hmm. gave me a level of confidence that I don't know that I had as a 22 year old. Mm-hmm. Like I think um, life was giving me gifts, and that way I was lucky to be living a pretty nice lifestyle and um, yeah. men were attracted to me and I was fun, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, I wasn't ready to just be like, oh, well, whoever. So, I, you know, I dated a number of people um, pretty long term. Usually there was something uh, like my first, uh, the first guy I, I met him online. Um, he was, I knew he was moving. So no matter what, in nine months, he was going to law school. And so we weren't going to be together. Like, and I wasn't, um, so then, uh, when I met my, my guy, um, and this was all, when was this, like eight years ago? Um, I don't, like the thing, so I can say this, this is why I'm single. Uh. Yeah. yeah, my own uh, my own commitment problems, but <laughs> so um, often, and I've noticed this with like all of my long term relationships. Um, yeah, they've been really, really, really excited about me, and I have really learned to like them a lot. But um, there's always been a point where I wanted to do something else, and um, really? so yeah. Right. So we had um, <laughs> they've all been great guys. He was a great guy. Um, yeah. She did me really well, but he didn't want to like ever move or um, do bigger things in life. He was very comfortable with Mm-mm. with that, and I was ready to, you know, I was finishing up grad school and I was ready to to move and travel. And um, so I think there's been a number of people um, that have dated more longer term, and they were like, "Okay, I'm in." Um, I feel like that happens to me. Oh, like fairly regularly when I am um, online dating or dating dating just yeah. that um, given the wheelchair they are like 
okay, like, I thought this, you know, after the first date, okay, I like you, like, we'll go on another one, but, like, really early, they're like, I'm all in, oh, and, um, okay. yeah. and sometimes I'm like, I don't, I'm not all in, date, <laughs> date, um, that's kind of thing, and I feel like it's weird, but it's something I've just noticed that some, you know, and so that can be kind of overwhelming to me, and then, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's interesting. Him and I were together for two and a half years. Um, okay. It was really, you know, it was a nice experience. Um, he helped me, you know. I think everybody I've date, dated has just helped me um, know, you know, what it, more what I do want. Mm-hmm. Um, know that there's there are people out there that are totally willing to, you know, love me correctly and, you know treat me exactly how I should be treated. That's um, beautiful. You know what? People with disabilities need to learn this too, especially <laughs> when you have an acquired, when you have an acquired disability, like a spinal cord injury. And that's when it's really, I mean, difficult too, because you, you keep comparing yourself to how it used to be, which I think is the hardest. But I was wondering when you were on dating sites too, were you the girl that kind of would wait for guys to write you or did you ever go, Oh, you, I like you. And then wrote him. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I, and I, yeah, as much as I think I'm an, an empowered woman, um, I think, yeah, this has been my funny, like, when I think it's SCI related, but honestly, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I know early on, just like a lot of people would write me, you know, online dating was different, yeah. especially on the early days when it was like free or like unlimited, you know, like everything has these parameters now. And it was just like, Oh my goodness. I just got like a million emails. I don't <laughs> reach somebody out, reach yeah. out to somebody. But then now, um, yeah, I still, I usually wait, especially when it comes to the having a wheelchair and my growth, you know, like the, the fact that I'm really interested in um, making sure not only do I have photos, it's not, they're not like ugly. They could still be an angle, but like yeah. somebody like, and believe me, people will not notice. Like, I don't know <laughs> if you know this, but I'm guessing yes. any lady will, will tell you that I can have a head to toe wheelchair thought <laughs> shot and somebody would just be like, oh, I didn't see that. And like, yeah. what are you, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I can say all the I've, um, I, like it's funny to be on dating sites and I always notice I'll like end up seeing someone else who's in a chair who obviously like, has an SCI and I, I, I have a piece we're good friends now yeah. but um he like I wrote and was like oh hey we live in a small town we both uh, are in are in wheelchairs and mm-hmm. and he was like Oh my goodness! I didn't notice you were in a wheelchair. Like, <laughs> Anyhow, uh, uh, yeah. ha- that has happened to me. I've had guys in chairs approach me on many dating sites too, and they're like, "Hey, you, you're another wheelchair." And I'm like, "Yep, part, yep." We're kind of give each other the virtual wink, you know. And sometimes they'll just ask me how my experiences are. I would, I would consider, you know, when I was single, I would maybe go out with a guy. Maybe I did date a guy. That's whatever. Let's talk about uh, you. Let's talk about yeah, you. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, that's. I don't know the answer to that question, it, but it's always been like, hey, like we both are in wheelchairs, especially early on. I just didn't. Now I feel like I'm very connected. I know tons of people with SEIs, but back then it was like, oh hey. And I think the funny part is generally those guys would be like, yeah, but you want to go on a date, and I, um, yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I don't know, you know. Yeah. I totally love someone in a wheelchair at this point in my life, but then I I didn't know, and I was just like, oh no, I just thought we could be friends. 
but um, it's a, that's another topic we could talk about too because I think that a lot of people have a lot of stuff to say on that. But um, so I was gonna also ask you. So all right, so all right, so there's a lot. I was like, I don't know. So you talked about your disability. So what about some of the worst dates that you might have people online? Like something. You know how we get those crazy messages from people on dating apps, like, and they'll say something about your disability that just is like, what in the Sam hell? When that happens to you, how do you deal with it? Or do, uh, you, just, or do you ignore them? I would say I ignore the, like, just messaging like that, um, yeah. something that's just completely inappropriate. Um, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I don't know. I, I mostly ignore it. Um, it can be a little bit annoying, you know? I feel like you're out there doing your thing and then someone will write you, hey, can you have sex? And I'm like, oh, what the hell? Really? That's what you lead with? You want to know? Yeah, I mean, you know, not with you, but, uh, <laughs> just, um, but I don't really, I don't like engage with those people um, generally. Yeah. Um, I, I guess for me, like creepy experiences and something that I have talked, I don't know, that I've not really talked to other, um, another woman about but yeah. um yeah, i feel like i don't get to talk about this subject enough which is part of why i was like oh this is exciting um, I yeah <laughs> uh i've um so even in san diego or i kind of worry about it here in portland i think i've been um a little bit more trepidatious of being on something like let's say tinder or um things that are popular now just because they're so um easy and then it's like the proximity um, things. And I have definitely, I lived um, back home, which is a smaller town in, in, yeah. in California for a bit. And for like a, two, about two years before I came out here to Portland. And I did go, I was on, on online dating. Okay. Small town, and there are not that many people really in their thirties that are dating. Yeah. Um, and they're single. It's just the kind of place where you're a college student or yeah. you're married, and yeah. so it's the same kind of round and round. But I, I've <laughs> totally gotten um, messages from people who are like, "I saw you out last night," or yeah. "I'm sitting next to you." And that creeps me out in a way that I just can't handle. I that has happened to me, and it's and like I feel like you're a, a, a celebrity, but not in a way that you would like to be a celebrity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so. Really I, yeah, I was starting to feel like a weird paranoia that I'm like, oh, this makes me uncomfortable because it's not necessarily it's not the guy you want. It's never the one who said that. It's just some random person who's looking at you and then just decided to be like, hey, like, yes, I, I've seen you and you know yes that happened to me last fall I was on a date with my current boyfriend at a comedy club and then the next day I get a message from a guy I think it was on tinder hey I saw you on a date you look so pretty you were laughing I was like are you kidding are you kidding me are you kidding me that is so creepy because the wheelchair you know unfortunately we can't hide it it's just sad yeah. I know yeah that sucks. So, All right. So, well, so nowadays, so you're kind of staying under the radar. So what's your situation now? Are you even just talking to anybody or are you just trying to just meet someone no, in real life? Um, so, yeah, I'm, like I said, it's um, been, I've been less inclined and then just like life-wise, really like busy. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel pretty, like the thing is I feel pretty socially like stimulated where, but at the same time, um, yeah, I mean, I'm don't not dating, and um, 
and I should, like, you know, I tell myself I should put myself on online dating. I always have, like, Mm -hmm. a month every year when it's cold or something, when I'm just like, oh. (laughs) And then I, people are like, let's go out on dates, and I'm like, oh, do I have to? Um, Which is weird. I used to like it. I just, it's a lot. It takes, it's kind of a big undertaking, and, you know, like, the emotional... It is. Um, upheaval is. is like a little bit hard. I don't like rejection. Uh, yeah. Said. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. There can be, and like I said, like we kind of touched on the way things are now, given like the swipe swipe life. Um, people really are like, hey, you're you seem great. Let's go for coffee. And I'm like, I'm definitely somebody who wants to talk to. I need to get to know someone. Yeah. I have never been on a terrible date. Not saying I've only been on good dates yeah. that were great, but I've never been on a terrible one because I've never just like agreed to go out with somebody and then right yeah, away. Yeah, well, my able-bodied, you know, friends that are single and, you know, they have lots going for them. They have terrible experiences all the time. Yeah. And I'm always like, no way I would, you know, like, I no. wouldn't just go up and have a date with somebody I don't know anything about and then it's be like, so why am I with this creeper? I know. Online dating has evolved in, in a bad way. I don't like yeah. it either. I feel bad for anyone. I mean, I met my boyfriend on Tinder, but I tell you what, I didn't, I hate it. I hate it. You should try Bumble. That I don't know if you decide to try another app because the girls, yeah. are, you know. Yeah, I poked around on it. Um, okay. Also, like with me, I have less independence on my phone. And I saw um, that Bumble and I know Tinder, they have a web-based app. Like, but for me, that's way better. Um, I I can do more on my phone, but like, honestly, um, it's kind of a hassle and I just don't want to deal with it. So that has been, I guess, my unexcused, but it's not good. That's great. Well, I'm glad that you're, I know as we get smarter as women, we know how to date and it's like, it's good that you figured out the smart way for your emotional health to do it the right way. Because I used to, I would listen, we all, as we get older, we learn. So that's awesome. So let's kind of, I have one more question kind of to ask you, which is which advice would you give to someone who has a spinal cord injury or a disability who's thinking about using online dating or apps to meet someone? So like, what would be just some basic advice you'd give to some some young girl or maybe some older lady? That sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I have. Um, I got this. Uh, well, I mean, for for a woman, I would just say for everybody, just yeah. be yourself. Like, you have a lot to offer. Your spinal cord injury did not take that away. I mean, if you were a jerk before, like, I'll work on that. You know, if somebody people are gonna want to date you the yeah. same. Um, I've seen so many successful relationships um, of friends, so I'm really not worried. I know I'm totally, we're totally uh, capable, and um, you know, people want to love us, which is a nice thing. Um, but yeah, I would just say, don't let your disability be the thing that stops you. I don't. That is not. Like, it's going to make it harder. Of course, it really will. Um, yeah. Just because. People will try to overthink it, but I mean, I think if you like lead with who you are, people are receptive to that. And I mean, I know it's a like kind of cliche, but I'm sure some people haven't heard it. But it's like it is a good filter. You know, there are a lot of like jerky people who weren't worth your time. That you know, I think I learned that a little bit, like with my transition. Like there were people that I was really close to that were very interested that were just like, oh yeah, like no. Um, you know, and that's, that's fine. You know, I didn't need them. They wanted 
that they wanted me then, who was a very different person. So, um, yeah. And then also, mm-hmm. so in my like inter- internet dating sleuthing, like when I did come across like guys in chairs, often I tried to would cringe because they would just say something really depressing, like, wah, wah, like you're, you know, it sounded like, I'm really sorry that I'm in a chair, but like, Ooh, don't no, worry. No. I'm, they would just, yeah, it, like, I don't just know if read a lot of things. It just sounded negative. Like, no. or like uh, and often like people just say if you have a problem with that like whatever like it's combative and, you know, it's, it's all never you're right it's defensive i like when they say my lap makes a really good seat that's a good one yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's I, positive, so. yeah you gotta be funny I, you're right though the defense combative stuff and profiles has to go that's some really good advice i love yeah that. yeah so, that's- so awesome. So, okay, well, I think we should maybe end it there because I've taken plenty of your time and, you know, picked your brain on this topic enough. So I want to thank you again, Brooke. This has been awesome. And hopefully we can chat again sometime. Yeah, no, I'd love to. Okay, awesome. Have a great day, okay? All right, and good luck, everybody. <laughs> All right, awesome. Thank you, Brooke. They will need it, probably. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>